Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. The virtual coffee shop. Love the coffee shop, but yeah. we're actually sitting across from each other and we're and drinking we coffee. And we have coffee, so yeah, yeah a program of honesty. We're, we're really at a coffee shop. It's just, yeah. We're uh, keeping Dunkin' Donuts in business. If it's a virtual coffee shop, do I have to virtually tip somebody for the coffee? I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the etiquette is in virtual coffee shops. Just be grateful. Shops. I don't know. Just so be grateful. We, we drink so much Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts just throw us like a America runs on Dunkin'. Yeah, they should throw us a gift card, twenty five yeah, bucks. Right. You know? Yeah, we're we're unofficially sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Very unofficially. Yeah. So, uh, hey, great to be back in the uh, coffee shop. I, I love sitting at the coffee table with you. Um, before we dive into our 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 topic today, mm-hmm. um, how's your year going? How is my? Oh, it's halftime. Pretty much halftime. Well, yeah, full transparency behind the counter, which you know, um, recording. Uh, in beginning of July mm-hmm. of 2022, right, so it's halftime. Right. It's halftime. So I just want to do a quick check-in with you on, on your year, on 2022. How's it going? You know, that's really interesting. And and, uh, and, kinda... and by the way, Mikey's not aware of this topic, so yeah. I'm putting him on his uh, toes here. It, it's interesting because I, I live life by the adage that there's a scoreboard, right? There's a scoreboard for a reason at a basketball game or a football game, right? Because it tells you how you're doing against. Well, that's how they the know how team. to pay the bets out. Yeah, right. Is that why? <laughs> um, yeah. What's the over under on Mike being sober after three and a half years? It was. I wouldn't have bet a nickel on me. But uh, yeah, it's halftime. So I, I think like everybody else or most people anyway, you come into uh, a new season of life or January first, and you say, oh, "I'm going to conquer these things this year." And maybe you write them down, maybe you don't. But I think everybody's got a bit of an idea about how they'd like to improve or go. But you're asking me, how's it going, right? So we're halftime. Look at the scoreboard. Am I winning? Am I losing? Uh, I would say that I've scored some points. I've let up some points, um, you know, which I'll work on in the second half. Um, I There are things that I've done. One of the commitments I wanted to, that I made to myself was to keep growing, right? So I've said it before, but, you know, get healthy, stay healthy. And stay healthy is, is a, an action, you know? And so... When I'm so is get healthy. So is get yeah. Get healthy is a decision and and it's a commitment. But the stay healthy part, man, that may, that makes it tough, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta do the daily workouts. Uh, so do I come to play every day? Absolutely. Do I win every day? Uh, not so much. <clears throat> so, thinking back to December of twenty one, January of twenty two. Did you kind of look ahead at 22 and say, boy, here's some things I want to accomplish, or are you just letting things roll? No, absolutely have a plan, my friend. Every, every For years, I'm a, I'm a binder guy, and, I, and I'm oh, an Oh, no, animal. are you one of those five-year five spreadsheet business yeah, plan, kind, right. life plan kind of guys? No, but, but most certainly at the beginning of the year, I, you know, I go down to Florida uh, the week after December into a couple, you know, sometimes a week, sometimes two weeks into January, and, and I really Wait, reset. so you do a retreat? Up in Wisconsin for a couple of weeks, That's right. and you do a Florida retreat. That's right. And so, how much a year is spent on retreats focused on the year? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, right. We're going to have a meeting on our meetings. Yeah, it sounds like oh, that and then we'll have, awesome. We'll form like a committee. Business. We'll form a committee to talk about committees. That sounds like business. Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? Yeah. So you know, it's funny. Um, so you just said something that really hit with me, and you said, you know, it is. Is it just sobriety? Right. I mean, is that, is that the goal? Or, or maybe it isn't just sobriety, right? It's sobriety, and then now what, right? Mm-hmm, right. So as I look at my kind of journey, and I've been focusing on each year, and I mean, that's I'm a numbers guy, and, you know, results and, you know, produce and purpose and all that kind of guy. But as I look, and, and so I got, you know, September of 2014 is when I kind of surrendered and said, look, I'm just going to do it a different way. And, and I relapsed in 2015 briefly, and, 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 and I got on track and I stayed on the path. I ratcheted it up and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to mess up again. So, so that was 2015. So 2016, I can literally sit here and say that my accomplishment for 2016, period, was I stayed sober. Nothing else happened in my life. Nothing else exciting. I just got through every single day. Sometimes I had to go to bed at 5 o'clock at night just so I could stay sober that day. My accomplishment for 2016, I mean, I was having a relationship with, with a girl who eventually became my wife, but that was kind of just low-key, right? I mean, that wasn't anything major. And, and that was 2016. I stayed sober. Um, fast forward a little bit, 2019, I could really say, and subjectively, I could say that was the best year of my life. Um, I started to accomplish things. I started to build on my sobriety foundation. Um, <clears throat> 2017, you know, I was helping my girlfriend, soon to be wife, you know, build a house and move and, and a lot of purpose there. And I did a bookcase, the whole story about behind that. And then 2018, I got married. So I'm starting to build. 2019, I did a number of things. And I could say that was the best year of my life. 2020 beat 19, 2021 beat 20. And what I can say sitting here now at halftime, 2022 will beat any other year of my life mm-hmm. with my accomplishments. And in fact, I just came from Amazon. I'm putting a board up in my office because I am going to list my major accomplishments this year. And it's without a doubt, there are some stellar ones on there. And I'm really proud of them. And none of them would happen without sobriety. Mm-hmm. You, know what I, you know what I love is that you, 2019, you fast forward to 2020, 2022, things keep getting better, mm-hmm. but built on a foundation of 2016, which was stay sober, pour the cement. You know what? That's a great point. We could almost do a whole podcast on that because I got, a, you know, I had a sponsor and I mean, he would go, I mean, I knew that I was going to have to lay low for a while. Mm-hmm. I knew I was capable of more in 2016. I knew I was capable for more, but I'm like, I have to make sure the concrete sets mm-hmm. on the foundation before I can build up. Sponsy, hey, he goes out, you know, devastating, you know, 60-day relapse, more hospitals, detoxes, everything else. He comes out. He's going to get married, start a business, do this, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Within the week, he gets out. Now, I know what that is. That's a manic reaction, brain reaction, right, mm-hmm. of the pink cloud, and right? And, and, and so he goes, I'm like, no, you should slow down. Oh, no, you don't want to talk. Okay, then go. You know, and, and a week later, it's collapsed again, mm-hmm. right? You really, I really benefited from that 2015-16 concrete set and learning, changing how I lived, changing how I looked at things, learn how to live left-handed. And, dude, you, you lived 
in somebody's basement, right? I mean, you lived at, at a, a buddy took you in. I mean, you didn't. Yeah, you were was, homeless, really. No, that was that was so. I mean, fact of the matter: two thousand uh, September two thousand fourteen, I had two directions to take. One was I was going to go to a men's homeless shelter mm-hmm. um, in St. Charles, and and I mean, I was ready. Mm-hmm. You know, I was ready to go in, surrender, and say, look, I'm at my bottom. Mm-hmm. Let's work together and let's start rebuilding because they have all kinds of resources for that. And the second path was to go in and surrender, and I surrendered to Matt Goff and, you know, care addiction, and and I surrendered to him, and I listened to exactly what he said and the program said, and then the AA said, and then my sponsor said, and, you know. So I, I had a path. So early on in 2014, as I was coming out of that four-month program, I had a buddy that I knew in the program, and he lived in his gorgeous, you know, four-bedroom house all by himself. And he goes, hey, why don't you come here for a couple months? Because mm-hmm. I had no place to go. Right. He said, why don't you come here for a couple months and, um, you know, just you know, to get your feet on the ground. And, and then I'm like, dude, that's great because we went to meetings together. It was great. I ended up living there almost three years. Right, right. You know, I mean, just just great. You know, here here's the thing, and I know we have a topic today, and who knows if we're oh, ever we? going to get to it. But, uh, but the thing is that you focused on the foundation. Number one, number two. I'm th- sitting here thinking, what if a sober, curious person is just kind of zipping along and listening to our podcast? We have a lot of sober, time. curious folks. Yeah, and we'll Love probably them. do a show on that. But, um, but my point is, is that you know, it sounds. It sounds to me like you had some kind of train wreck in your life, and you certainly did. But, but what you did at that turning point was you did everything to build that foundation, and that just really sets with me that you can't build on those those other years. So the new person who's maybe just thinking about changing their lifestyle, and you know, or the alcohol that's crashed their life, I love what you said. It's going to take time. Let it let it play out, but work on that foundation. Be patient. Yeah, be patient. Because right? it is going to take time. And, you know, I just had dinner with, with my sponsor. We were out. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I Who paid? <laughs> he did. What, what a great guy, right? He um, must have made money on the golf course. Man, day. he, uh, no, it was a great dinner. We, you know, my wife was there and, and his, his girlfriend was there. And it was a great time. And, and so we were kind of just talking through what I have going on my plate. And sometimes there's so much emotion, I don't sit down and list it all. Mm-hmm. And, and he paused, he looked over, he goes, he goes, holy shit, you got a lot going on, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, you know, but, I, you know, through that strong foundation, and, and I don't know how how tall things or what, what I can do. I'm very mm-hmm. cautious what I add on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that Jenga thing. I'm very cautious yeah, right. what, what blocks are up and, and which ones I pull out and put in. But uh, no, man, 2022, you know, I love walking the path with you and, and you're doing a lot of great stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I really benefit from that. I'm grateful I get to walk with you. Let's stick on this topic for a second. Because, oh, no. Yeah, because uh, let's talk about that first year, 2016. So I was foundation. trying to land the plane. You're, you're taking it back up. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. I, I want to know, I want to know what stone and what liquid you put in what was your formula what did you do that year literally i mean what was it that you focused on when you said you had one goal that year and that was to make it through sober what were some of the things that you had to do to make sure that you maintain that goal right because you don't just you had to have a plan with each step you know yeah so 
<clears throat> you're, you're catching me off guard. I have no notes, so I'm just going back by memory. You would probably, if you gave me a half hour, I'd probably come up with a better answer. But here's my answer. Okay. First of all, I took an abuse. Okay. So right. that, that was my safety net for that first year. Mm-hmm. I took an abuse. And folks that don't know, an abuse is a pill you take every day, 500 milligrams, and it stays in your system for mm-hmm. two weeks. And if you drink while you're taking an abuse, you can die. Mm-hmm. You will get severely sick. And you can die. That's why a lot of do- it's hard to find these days because right. a lot of doctors don't want to take the risk. Right. But when I told my story, the doctor's like, "Dude, I get it. Here's an abuse." Right. So you took it, and then everything was fine. You just made it Absolutely. through the first year. No way, man. No. Absolutely not. Well, first of all, I had to test it, right? Okay. So, sure. so I've drank on an abuse, and man, I'll tell you what: the two sips of Anstel Light, my face would blow up. I mean, I would feel, oh my gosh, I couldn't breathe. I mean, it felt like an elephant was so much. I mean, so mm-hmm. an abuse works. Mm-hmm. But, but the, for me, you know, and I, I've been trying to not use the F word, but for me, I drank in fuck it moments where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to drink, right? right? And something, you know, hit the fan. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going right. to drink. So it really helped me in those moments because I knew I couldn't drink. And the thing about abuse is it works for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a two-week planned relapse. You can't say, fuck it, I'm just going to go drink. Right. You have to plan right. and stop taking that pill, right. and then you got to wait for two weeks. Right. Right. For me, that was a safety net. Mm-hmm. So for me, I said, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to drink. Okay. Well, that two weeks, you know, and, yeah, and, right. and it's not really two weeks. It's 10 days. But, right. hey, hey. <laughs> but, but for that period of time, I was able to get – I was looking at the rest of my tools, right? Mm-hmm. I was still going to meetings, and I was still working with people and talking to people and talking to my sponsor. And so by, by then, you know, by day three – Right, it would kick in like, ah, oh, Glenn, get back in your pills, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, or my sponsor would say, hey, you taking your pills? I'm like, oh, I t- mm-hmm. didn't take them for three days. Fuck, take them. Right, right. So, so it really worked for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And, and one of the things about antabuse helped me was it helped me understand the trigger moments. Okay. It helped me understand the effort moments, and and I was like, okay, okay, I get that. Now, what's going on with me now? Why do I have to take? Okay, I don't like feeling this. Right. And that's where the, the term suffer better came in. Right. I'm going to sit through this, or I'm going to use some tools. What tool can I use? I mean, it was so literal, Mikey, I couldn't believe it. Right. What tool am I going to use? Let me see. Call my sponsor. No, he's not busy. Or, he, or he's, yeah, right. he, he's on the golf course. Or, or you know, you know get, get to a meeting. Okay, there, there's no meeting now, right? I mean, I literally go down my it. list, right. right? But during that year, and I literally, I went to a meeting just about every day, right? I really plugged into the steps, Right. I started the spiritual stuff trying to figure that out. I got in the spiritual pool and figured out how messed up I was spiritually and, and how much I hated God. And, I mean, that was the year one. And, and I would literally, um, my goal for each and every day was get to bed sober that night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I did some work. I worked, you know, just a little bit here and there just to make money, you know, to sustain myself. I wasn't focused on that. Every single day I woke up, I said, what's my game plan today? Just like page 86 in the big book says, what's my game plan today to stay sober? What am I going to do today? How am I going to fill my day? And you know what's funny? Mm. There's so many times I went to movies mm. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I sat in a movie theater because I knew that was a safe place. Yeah, I ate popcorn and, and you know drank a, a, a slushy, mm-hmm. but I was safe for two hours. I mean, that is how I planned every single day is what am I going to do today? What am I going to do the next hour to be safe? Tell me about the day that you crossed along the line without the safety net. So tell me about the day where you said, okay, I think I've got enough in me now where I don't need the safety net of animals. So that was about six months. About six months. About six months, I realized that I, 
it was I was on using my tools pretty much automatically, mm-hmm. right? So I, I hit those effort moments, and then I also okay, I'm gonna do this, do this, do this, and I found at six months I thought about the pill less, 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 almost nothing. Mm-hmm. But I but I kept taking it because I, I loved the path that I was on, and I was seeing progress, and I was seeing facts, and like I don't want to mess this up. Mm-hmm. So I took it for another six months, talked to my doctor, talked to, you know, my sponsor. And, and, and at the one-year mark, I mean, I'm just wasting money at that point, mm-hmm. you know, um, be, because it was my, my tools. Be, I was starting to live life left-handed, and I wasn't going back to the right, mm-hmm. you know. Gotcha. And, and, and I had the confidence. Mm-hmm. At that point, I had enough facts, I had enough proof. And, and I had you had the confidence. accountability. You had the network, yeah. and, you, and you, had a, you had a step, you know. Toolbox I, was there and shined. Right. I didn't uh, ant abuse, but, but I think for both of us, for everybody, I think that the first 365 days, you've got a, it's a new January 3rd. It's a new Thanksgiving. It's a new barbecue. It's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the term white knuckling, right? So there's, you know, did you white knuckle through it? I, I will say for my experience was it was very, it was very awkward those first 365 days because for for me, every time I walked down my hall in my house was a memory of consuming alcohol down there, right? Every time I'd turn on a ball game, there was a memory. Mow the lawn, there was a memory of, of cocktailing while I'm doing everything, right? So it took a while for me to get there. But I think what I heard, whether I'm on the antibuse or not, right, whether that's a journey that you, you choose to take, uh, it, it's going to be different. Growth is going to be different, you know. Nobody knows what it feels like to win a championship until they win a championship. Right. So let me just jump in with a very key point here. Um, I love, you know, there, there was a point in my life that I love pills mm-hmm. because I thought pill would be an instant solution. Sure. Right. Um, it's what the TV says. Uh, totally, man. With all those, you know, yeah. you, you have four seconds of bliss and yeah, then you have yeah. three minutes of uh, yeah, your arm might kill fall you. off. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. And, and, and yet... You know, I, I will tell you this. If you take an abuse mm-hmm. and do nothing else, you will be so fucked. Because what happens is, because I've done this, what happens, and, and I'm using the F word there as a medical yeah. term. Thank right? you. Thank you, doctor. Yeah, that's a medical term. Yeah. Um, you, will, you will think that because you're taking the pill that you are invincible. And that that is the solution. And you could not be more wrong. Because what will, I was going to say, well, what will likely happen? What will happen Mm -hmm. is you think you've got the the drink thing solved Mm -hmm. and you will go out in a situation and you will drink and you will get so medically sick and messed up. You'll be in the hospital and unfortunately for some, you'll die. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's a safety net. I think it's one. I, I think if you're going to work AA and work all the tools and, and you're going to really be committed to all the tools, I think it's brilliant. But for a period of time earlier on, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, I was on it. And I thought that was the solution. I lived the rest of my life as I did. Didn't change anything. Right. Sure. Just took a pit, extra oh, pill God. every day. I, I just thought that was. Just, I'm like, whoa, whoa. Here's the solution I've been looking for. Right? Right, right. I didn't change anything in my life. I was still the dick, and and still the hole in the soul. Still all the problems. No tools. 
And I found, I found real pain by just relying solely on that pill. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's not the right move. No, it's not the right move. So I think that. Uh, so I forget what our topic was today, but. Well, I think our topic is uh, is a couple things. If we had to name the topic, I would say that it's focus on your foundation. Number one, you started by asking how we doing, right? right. And. For me, you know, I used to compare myself to Drunk Mike, right? And that was easy. You know, Drunk Mike, I don't know, you know, didn't know where his car was, urinated on himself, didn't come home for days, right? That was Drunk Mike. So am I better today? Did I? Am I, am I doing good halfway through 2022? Sure, I'm doing great. I'm not peeing myself anymore, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is, is, is today's Mike, right, doing better than yesterday's Mike. And that's where you find growth. And that's where you find that that's what AA has delivered to me because when I go to a meeting, it's not just drunk logs. I mean, you you get the new people that come in and they're and they're still shell shocked and they're like, oh man, this just happened, that just happened. Look, an AA meeting, if you find the right groups, it's about growth. It's talking about how to grow in acceptance and how to grow in forgiveness and how to grow in dealing with your resentments. These are all these are all things that that you learn. So how am I doing in 2022? I'm doing much better than I was in 2021. And guess what? In 2021, I wasn't drunk Mike. I was sober Mike. So the goal, the benchmark for me, my competition is yesterday's Mike. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. In fact, that's something that I'm really focused on kind of personally in my morning quiet time is, you know, social media. I, I mean, I, there's, there's parts of social media that I love mm-hmm. and there's parts that I absolutely hate. I think it's really bad. Um, and one of the reasons I think is bad is because we see what other people want us to see. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily see reality. And, and I know for a fact that a lot of social media has nothing to do with reality. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. I have, I have examples. I can go on for four hours with sure. examples. And it's amazing the bullshit that's on social media. Right. But what we tend to do, what, what I, not we, what I tended to do was compare myself, where I'm at, my insides, my reality, with other people's outsides Outside. or bullshit, mm-hmm. right? And 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 that never equaled up, and, and it really caused me crap inside, right? Mm-hmm. So what I have learned and am learning, and I'm every morning part of my meditation, I focus on this, because I'm on social media for one reason today, and that's for our podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for our podcast, I wouldn't be on social media. But I get a lot of value out of sobriety, you know, our, our different handles. Plus, we get a lot of reaches. I mean, a lot of people are reaching out. A lot out of saying, connections and through please social media. reach out because we'd love to hear from you. Right, right. but there's, there's two things. Number one yeah. is don't, I don't compare myself to others today. I compare okay. myself, just like you it's said. Big step. Brilliant. You said, I compare myself to who I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you're get healthy, stay healthy. I compare what did I do yesterday from an exercise steps mm-hmm. eating perspective. How can I better improve that today? Mm-hmm. If I can't improve it, how can I do what I did yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yesterday was so good. How can I just be like I was yesterday? Mm-hmm. Or how can I be better? Mm-hmm. And and I have found, um, I forget what the word is, I, significant increases in purpose and productivity when I don't look at others. Mm-hmm. I look at what I was yesterday, and that's, that's the awesome, only yeah. real baseline of improvement. So. I totally love that. One last thing mm-hmm. is it takes time. Yeah. Notice I said the word 2016. Mm-hmm. So that was really 2016 and half of 15. Right. 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 So, I mean, that is, that is um, time. Yeah. I mean, a year and a half is a long period of time. Right. 
you know? Um, and, and that's one of the things that I learned and one of the tools I have is patience. Yeah. Because I know I have the confidence that it's in motion. It's like, all right, I did the work. Mm-hmm. The cake is in the oven. Right. I have to let that cake sit in the oven for 40 minutes. Right. If I take it out at 12 because I'm impatient, right. I'm not going to like the result. Well, Glenn, go, let's go back to the building metaphor. You know, you've got, you're pouring the cement in the foundation, right? You're mixing the right balance of, you know, anti-abuse and program, water and stone or whatever it goes into concrete. But then, then it's got to set. You, you got to walk away from the construction zone because it's got to set. If I just put a two by four in the middle of wet cement and started trying to attach drywall to it, and start building my house, it wouldn't work. The drywalls got, or the foundation, the cement's got to set. Yeah, so they're they're building them. Um, I think they got five new houses going up in my neighborhood. And uh, I'm reminded of that every single day I drive by those houses because you know what? All the concrete trucks are there, yeah. and then nobody's on that site no. for two weeks. It's got to set. There's not a single truck on that site. for two, Nobody's doing anything. It's got to set. For two weeks. Yeah. So, uh, dude. Hey, this has been good. I love you, man. Good I'm not coffee. sure what we were going to talk about, but you know, I, I love digging in on kind of halftime and then uh, you know focusing on the foundation and, and that first year. Good stuff, man. Hey, can we do this again next week? Yeah, as long as I have coffee. You know, are we going to have coffee? Always got coffee. I love have it. a great week. Huh? All right, brother. Love Amen. You, man. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, The AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.